it's depending on where you grew up, especially where I grew up, like you didn't, sometimes, you know, kids were supposed to just be quiet. You weren't supposed to ask for what you needed. You were supposed to just follow in line. So it, it's a pre-programmed shit to get through, um, to, to ask really for what you need. But it's funny. Once you start doing that, people really respect you. All right. Welcome to the Mountainpreneur podcast. My name is Nick. I am your co-host, host, alongside morning host and host Bobby LaRue. Um, and we just had a great conversation about knowing your worth amongst your business, um, which was key. Yeah, it was an accidental conversation of self-worth. Right. We started, we wanted to talk about systems, but then we went into knowing your self-worth. I mean, I just believe a big part of being a better human being, whether you're an entrepreneur or, you know, manager or whatever you want to be, is knowing your value and knowing your self-worth. And we we dove into that a little bit, some some ideas, some, I would say, some resources, and yeah, also knowing your worth as a business. It's a big, big way to charge what you're worth. Yeah, and, and... And not to discount, not definitely don't start off with the discount when you're putting in a bid or or defining defining what um, what the cost is of your of your product or service, right? Don't start with a discount. Rather rather add value. Yeah, adding business to that value. Price. So so cool. It was a good, it was a great conversation. Um, without any further ado, let's get right into it. Uh, we value paying people. There's a very big difference between us and a lot of business owners. Um, but like right. we value paying people for their time. So it's like, but with us, it was like, okay, it, this $500 feel good, you know? And like, we felt like it did. We felt like the time wise, but it's like, if it didn't, we would need you guys to say something because if not, we would never know. Yeah. You know? Right. I don't know. It's tough. It was like the same thing with me, but it was like for business wise, like I know when I started, my own business even in sales especially always because i grew up poor it was it's super hard for me to ask for the top dollar so like i noticed every ad i sold at the very beginning i was discounting i was like adding in like oh cool we'll throw in a newsletter we'll do this you know because i was worried about the sale and i also didn't you know at that time we didn't know if we were really providing value or not we didn't have a a, a basis of that right but now we have a basis of that. And I've also stepped into the role of being like, when someone tells me they have a $1,500 budget, I might come at them with a $6,000 quote. You, you know, like, cause I think I, I truly know that if they spent the $6,000 or if I can I- I explain to them why, that they're gonna get the exposure, they're gonna get the return. Uh, and it's way better than just spending the $1,500. But when I first, you know, if I would have heard $1,500 three years ago, I would have come in under the $1,500 to try to make the sale. So right. it's a whole different like, you know, training, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. I totally can understand that. Knowing your worth, knowing your value, what you can bring is, is key to that, to being able to ask for that. I mean, shit, maybe we should just talk about that today. Like it, we, <laughs> I mean, seriously, cause that's like a big part of being an entrepreneur and a mountainpreneur is knowing your worth and knowing your value and, uh, a long time ago, I remember doing like when I started doing private yoga and it was like a photographer and I won't you know name any names, but he was just like, what, if you ask that price, you, you've like cheapened it number one, and then you're stuck there. So like if, you know, the going rate is $125 an hour for a private yoga class in Vail, Colorado, and you come in at 70, well, you're never going to get out of that $70 range. 
right and you just discounted the whole trade exactly right so you're cutting the bottom out like of mm-hmm. the of that that you know that particular industry so yeah i just think that's that's a tough thing um and it, i don't know if we need to you know talk about that much but it is knowing your value like it is going into this it, that's all self-development work you know like that's all interpersonal work as much as it's business work and a lot of it comes with when you make a big sale or when you close a big client or when you have like this awesome video that you guys just produced and it like crushes like a nonprofit's event or something, right? That comes like that confidence comes, but also if you're not doing side work, self-development work, like you're, you're kind of slowing it. You could really increase the pace of it. If you were doing some interpersonal work that is not business related necessarily, it's, it's about you. So you get past it faster. That's all. Hmm. What have you done? That's like, what kind of work have you done? That's outside of, gosh, outside of business. I mean, I, like, like yoga teacher training. I mean, that's one thing. But as an example, I think it started. Nick, I, you know, we've talked about this before. Where I grew up, I always thought I was mm-hmm. wrong. I thought because I wanted more, because I didn't understand like the the mentality of the the layman near me, that something was wrong with me. And so at an early age, I always had this kind of self-doubt, self-questioning thing. And it took me a long time. It was high school. I went to a private high school. I got thrown out three times. And they really they really helped me out there, like focus on the self and understand what it took to like just control you, not controlling everyone else, not you know that. So I think it started then. And I, I, I think I've told you or shared with you this book called Happy, Happier, I mean. Um, and gosh, yeah. I can't think of the uh, – the author i'll pull it up right now but happier is a it was based on a course at harvard like one of the most well-taken courses at harvard and uh really about how we fall into these ar- archetypes um and we operate in that so whether we're a rat racer or a hustler or different things and we 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 don't see outside of that and to me it was inviting the question more and more that book made me just question everything question who i am what am i doing where are these decisions coming from and it was the first time that I, I also thought to myself, like, wow, other people think like me. So it's not, you know, that was really, I think, where it started. But let's, you know, I don't want to talk the whole time. But self-development, it, it, it continued from them. I mean, it started with people investing in me. And I, I, I always ask the question. And I think that alone is self-development. But some of the best courses I've done, yeah, yoga teacher training was great. I, I, I think specific brands focus on the self more than others other brands focus on the lineage of yoga the one i studied was a very very intense self-development course essentially and yeah we we had some yoga tied into it we learned how to sequence and teach classes but that was based on a program called landmark and landmark forum for me is the fastest way to like slap yourself in the face with whatever it is you're dealing with and kind of move through it and I also think if we all did Landmark Forum, we'd have much better communication in this world. Um, that was one. <laughs> right. uh, there's another one, I Goal You. It's, uh, well, let's see. I'm going to give you the, the, the author of Happier. It's Tal Ben Shahar. So T-A-L Ben dash S-H-A-H-A-R. Um, but yeah, uh, Landmark, another one I did was I Goal You. I goal you is definitely business focused. It was a uh, Suzanne. It'll come to me her last name, but she uh, she worked in the oil and gas industry, and it, it came out of like people not being able to communicate and people like arguing with each other and like being childish, you know. So I goal you again kind of breaks down that communication and, and gets you to that point. Um, but it was also just paying attention to mentors along the way. 
It's, it's constant. Though. Right. You know, you, you were at my wedding. Like Tom and Elizabeth are my, I call them my spiritual leaders, but they're definitely self-development. They're, they're, it's constant. We're going to be working with them for the rest of our lives and others for the rest of our lives. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I feel like I'm, yeah, I'm still definitely constantly learning. I'm wondering what, what's like one thing that, um, I can improve on in my communications. I mean, listening is definitely the biggest, like biggest thing with, with like, with, with being able to communicate better. I'm just thinking of like the little argument I got in this morning with, um, with my lady. And it's just like, I, I maybe I should, I, maybe I shouldn't have said really anything and just asked one question of, what do you want? Right. <laughs> you know, like what, it, what is it that you're wanting from this, you know, this business that, that we're working at together? Cause I guess I didn't quite, I didn't ask that this morning, but I definitely could have. Also, it's cause now we just left and she's like, just, she's just, you know, frustrated. <laughs> well, I mean, consider I'm like, frustrated. <laughs> you know, like anything like a commitment, right? Like, you can easily come back in integrity and send her a nice text message later on. And I I don't know, Kim and I still, as much as I'm like, Oh great. I've done all these courses. I, your, your significant other gets the brunt of everything. They get to see the worst of you. And you know, both Kim and I, I would say are super reactive towards each other and no one sees that, you know, it's just constant, again, constant work. And I think you nailed it. Like what, what, what can I, what do you want right now? How can I help you? What are you, what are you dealing? What are you feeling? You know, like rather than for me, I just go into immediate reactive seeing red. You're, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which is not the way to go. It's like, as soon as you prove her wrong, what is, did, did you win? <laughs> yeah. No. Right. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Yeah, I need to shoot her. Yeah, I'll shoot her back a text. Um, so, what else is with knowing knowing your worth? Um, so you're talking with sales, and that it allows you to ask for the top dollar, or it allows you to ask for a proper sale, <laughs> which is which is key in in any business um, is being able to do that. Why, like, why, I know, why do we get afraid to, to ask for that, ask for that dollar? I mean, it's definitely conditioned. Um, it's, it's not just asking for the dollar, right? The self-worth thing is really what you're focusing on here. And yeah, I don't, I don't know one individual that can say, I mean, yeah, I, I do know some people that are, you know, I would call them cocky. Right. But I still bet in the back of their head, they have self-doubt, they have self-worth issues. Um, and, and some of the, programs that we did we call it like limited ceiling or uh there's a couple other words that people use for it but it's conditioned um there's not one human being that doesn't self-sabotage in some manner and again i always refer to like uh, the professionals the the people that have written this and, and talked about it in another book <laughs> like a book reference today um another book that really focuses on this, Nick, and I told you about this. I don't I don't think you've ever read it or listened to it. I've listened to it. It's called The Big Leap. 
And mm, the big no. leap literally focuses on what we're talking about right now. And, and self-worth comes from like self-sabotage or self-doubt or whatever it might be. We all have, we all have it, but we all have different manners of it. So it's like, yes, we're the same that we all struggle with this as human beings, but each one of us struggles in a totally different way. So it's hard to be like, you're like me and I'm like you. And it's not really like that. But um, the big leap is, is gay Hendrix. And it, it's the hidden fears, right? Like conquering, like what lies beneath the surface, what you, you know, those little things you don't tell anybody or don't try to show anybody besides your significant other in the morning when you're arguing. Um, and then I got to like take it to the next level. So like they talk about in this book that even, you know, like Bill Gates has, has some sort of limited ceiling, you know, he, his business might be great. Uh, everything else might be awesome, but his personal life might be suffering or something like that. So I always equate it to like how how are you having like that perfect dinner and all of a sudden it ended in like an argument or you you're mm -hmm. always late for the job interview or you, yeah you're always late for work somehow and you and you lose your job like there's this constant reoccurring theme and the big leap focuses on that and that to me once you kind of conquer some of that stuff you notice it more it, it, it's not like it goes away you just notice it more and you're able to choose right then and there do I want to live in this or should I choose the other side of it, right? Like, I'm going to say one more quote and let you talk, but um, one of my first teachers, uh, Kevin McQuillan, what was it? You, you have two choices in life and it's empowerment or disempowerment. And when you look at everything like that from that lens, like, am I empowered right now or am I disempowered? And that really does check that kind of self-worth question pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, what I was thinking too when you're talking is um, the idea of assumptions too, right? Specifically when you're asking, when I mean, you give the example of like, they say the budget's 1500 bucks and you're going to, you know, you assume that that's all they have, right? Or you assume um, that's all they can afford and there's no way they would ever go over that, right? Right. There's like so all these assumptions that you, that you, that you're building on the situation that and those were probably, that's what you were saying. They, they, those assumptions come from your background, what you assume, right? Because you could assume like, oh no, they don't, they have way more than that, <laughs> right? That's the good thing to assume. Right. <laughs> like these guys have way more money than, than 1500 bucks. Like they can do, you know, I'm gonna hit them with a 6,000. Like, but that, that came from where you, yeah, what you grew, how you grew up. You were saying like you grew up poor. So like, of course you're gonna immediately assume like, oh, that's all they have. <laughs> right but also assume like you didn't really present them with anything yet right so they just told you this is your budget True, yeah right? so you capture the action someone comes in and like yeah we have a 1500 budget and this is all we want to do and then you guys come at them with like yeah, well, we can do this it has a qr code for your family members to follow here we created uh you know a back-end share for to shoot through shutterfly and you can print off this fantastic book and then all of a sudden they're like wow that's worth six thousand dollars so it's like yeah. you know that's where i think it's Again, knowing your value, right? Like, no, you can create yeah. that $6,000 with the value. Like, I, I, I don't think I could have asked for those things at the beginning of our business because I honestly, the value was not proven there. And I am, I, I have a hard time selling snake oil. I always have, like, it, as a salesman, I, I was really good at selling anything. And I sold a couple of times where it was like heartless. You, you, you literally just try to rip people off in a way. And I don't do that. So, like, I couldn't have done that at the beginning. Now I know the value. So I, I guess there is like that, there's two parts to it, right? Like you have to prove to yourself 
and also have like its reputation, right? You can't come out of the gate with I'm the yeah. best in the world. Well, who said so? Right. You, you know, it's like right. I don't know. We're dealing. It doesn't with that feel good. President. It doesn't feel good. Yeah, it right. It doesn't. It doesn't feel good to rip anybody off like to, no. just to get the sale and show your, you know, show your colleagues or whatever, or or just hit your numbers. I mean. If you, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're just hitting numbers to make a salary, there's definitely other factors in play there that, like, okay, yeah, I made my numbers so I could buy my daughter a new bike or whatever it is, right? Like that might feel yeah. good, but it doesn't like business wise, it doesn't feel good to sell somebody a product that's not worth that. And that's why, like, I was when I was doing television sales in Montana, like, I uh, did I like couldn't I didn't last that long at that job because. Like, I just didn't believe in TV, (laughs) you know, like it was hard to sell a product I didn't believe in. Like I was getting, I was doing calls and knocking on doors and getting meetings. But like when it came down to ask for them to spend, you know, 18,000 bucks, I was just like, I don't know. I was just like, I don't, I don't like, I don't feel like this is the, what you guys should be spending your money on. Yeah. You didn't see the benefit for the client at the end of it. So you're never going to be able to sell that. Yeah, yeah, you have a heart. And I believe in what we're doing now. Yeah, I have a heart. I believe in like what I'm doing now, and it's like it's it's funny. It's kind of similar in that like I'm making videos and I'm selling video production, but it is it is still different. Um, you know, I'm not selling them on a program to run on the specific television station, right? yeah and see like someone like yeah we're still trying to figure out i believe that works because i'm in media so i'm like hell yeah tv ads work (laughs) you know even though i don't watch television like you know i believe radio ads work i believe all ads work but you you don't need to sell ads just because i believe in them you need to sell capture the option because you believe in it you know right that's where it starts like yeah we're still trying to figure out our our worth you know, we just like, I mean, last year we started, we we figured out our pricing, um, our hourly pricing basically to help, co- like, this is what we need to make to pay ourselves. That's like one, that's like one side of mm-hmm. it, right? Of knowing your worth, like, you need to be able to survive. <laughs> like, what's the amount of money you need to make in order to pay your bills? And so there, there's that, right? Um but then there's the other side of it of like, what does your product bring for your client? Yeah. So I guess like, what are you guys doing? Uh, I mean, is that all you did was like, Hey, we have, you know, three owners, we have X amount of employees. So this is what we need to make to like make a living. Is that all you did to, to try to like value your, your rates or come up with your rates? Well, that's one, again, so that's one side of it. It's like, you know, we, we can't really, even do this if we don't make this amount of money so like we need to make this worth it for us otherwise why are we even in business right yeah right so it's like okay so there's that number and then so now we're still and that's what i was saying like we're still kind of figuring out what we're worth because we don't quite know exactly what we don't we don't like track our impressions of our videos like yes one of our videos helped a fund you know helped a organization a nonprofit raise um you know two hundred thousand dollars in one night right like was that was that 
all because of our video? No, like it's because of what the organization does, but like our video explained it in a very impactful way and <laughs> maybe got somebody to open up their wallets, right? Um, more than if they didn't have the video. Right. So there's like, I don't know, what's your opinion on that? Like, how would we, yeah, how would we like know? Cause I think we should be, honestly, I think it might even, we're, we're undervalued a bit. Like, I do think we underbid on a, on a few projects. Like what this video is being used for is, cause how do we charge one client a fundraising video that's 5,000, but then how do we charge another one that's 15,000 because of where it's going to be used? No, I mean, it's so hard, right? Like this, uh, I think this is one of the hardest parts about being an entrepreneur because again, you start off with a passion typically, and then you start running it yourself and all of a sudden like the business is growing and you, you need it to keep growing and you need X amount of money and you don't want to lose these bids. So you're coming in a little bit low, but you've never done like a true valuation, right? You guys say, okay, I need another GoPro or I need a gimbal. I, I need this. Uh, you guys have a ton of equipment, right? Like that sure. alone goes into the, the costs you need to charge. So it's like cost of goods sold at a bar, you know, Sam Bizant of Root and Flower, you'll hear me mention those guys a lot because I think they're brilliant business people. She can tell you what the lime juice costs in the cocktail. And that's crazy, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's the numbers you need to know to know what you actually have to charge. So like even us, like, um, you know, we bought magazines. We've never sold magazine ads before. And uh, our magazine only prints X amount and they're only in front of, you know, this is where they're distributed. And well, how do we justify the cost of our ad? Well, number one, we got to pay for printing. Like you said, you know, we got to pay for that. We got to pay for ourselves, got to pay for our team. But if we're only breaking even, that really doesn't give the, like the cost of the ad we should be charging. And we also have to one another thing I take into it is industry comp, right? So like you guys need to look at other people that are doing videos or doing production like you are and kind of see what the going rights are see who the top end guys are that are producing like Teton gravity research and then see who the guy who just broke into the industry is. So like, you got to gauge yourself. You guys have experience, you have equipment, you have to get that like number of, of, of what your equipment is worth. Number one, because you have to start like working backwards from that. So that's like on top of you guys now equipment, and then what's the, what's the industry competitive? Like what, what are your competitors charging? You know, and, and where do you guys kind of fall? Where do you feel that you fall with these competitors? Are you equal? Are they better? Are some of them not as good as you guys um, as far as what you can provide? And then you, again, you're still undervaluing at that point because you never, you didn't budget in profit yet. Right. So like we all have to make profit. Right. Like my ads, like a two uh, full page ad in our magazine is like 2000 to 2200, whatever magazine you choose. That is actually dirt cheap for the industry standard. Like it really, really is. But we also like, we want to value the ad and we, we have to take into account that our clients, you know, $2,000 is a lot of money for them. But if you were advertising an outside magazine, obviously outside magazine is different than our magazine. It's over a hundred grand for a full page ad and it only runs for a month. So like, you know, where did they get to that value when they created it along the way? So like right now my rates are staying the same simply because they have to, but I'll, our printing goes up three to 5% every time we print. So by the end of the year, we're up almost 10 to 15% of our costs already. So our cost of goods sold, if I adjusted for that, which I'm going to have to eventually, our costs would rapidly go up. We'd also lose clients. So we, you know, it's like that fine balance of like, when do, when do I charge more 
Am I undervaluing myself? Am I paying for the business? All these little things that you have to take into account. But you guys are never going to get to a true charge until you literally come up with all that. Like there's so much invested in your business. There's time that you guys invested. There's, you know, equipment that you guys invested that goes into it. Someone shooting a video. Yeah, great. We have iPhones and we have all this stuff. You guys have like professional equipment. We can't create a video. Like, you know, our magazine, Jump Media Collective, we can't create a video like you guys can. I can do a little GoPro. You've seen them. But they're, they're just like, you know, amateur right. GoPro. And it's great to get some content out there. But if we're doing a full product shoot and you know, or a client of ours needs, you know, a video like you guys produce, it's not going to be us. We're going to hire you guys. And it's because of what you have, the equipment alone. So that's kind of a long answer to it, but it's like, it, it's so, it's, it's difficult. It's the hardest part. We're still trying to do it. Like if I actually, what, right. what does each page cost me to print? You know, I don't know that exactly. I could get that pretty quickly, but then it's like, well, what is that quarter? You know, how do I pay for those pages? And, and they add, then you, and okay, then I pay for myself. And then we have to add this in and we have to make X amount of profit to, to pay, you know, pay for our employees. And we also, we, you know, we, we, we can talk in the future about key man and, and we were going to talk about systems and stuff. And that to me, it all comes into your employees. Like one of our employees is she's a profit share already. So we need to make profit to make up, you know, give her her profit share at the end of the year. So that has to be kind of budgeted into. So yeah, it's the long, long answer of it. But to me, I always look to the bar model because there's a ton of inventory, right? And they need, what does that stand for? That? No, the bar, like, like the bar, like bar. going to a bar, like working at a bar, like, there's a shit ton of inventory oh, oh. or bar or restaurant, right? Like there's a ton of Got inventory. Yeah, it's yeah, easy yeah. to be like, and I also Love don't me. think cut costs. I think like make your product the best, but like, you know, if, if you buy crap flour compared to good flour, what are you saving? Well, some people do that. Are you saving your reputation or not? You might ruin that, but they know right. every ingredient, what the cost is. And I wouldn't say all restaurants do, but the good ones do. And that's like when you go in and there's a $17 cocktail compared to a $12 cocktail. It's not just because they're putting a little bit better tequila in it. It's because of the five other ingredients cost more than the five other ingredients in the other cocktail. And that's really where pricing comes. And it's like that you have to know, I want to make 30% of my, my cost of doing business. And you won't know your cost of doing right. business until you get all those numbers together. So a uh, couple couple things um now so then what if you're charging you figure all that out and you're charging your your proper rate but then no one's buying it <laughs> now right now right i mean that's <laughs> now you gotta now you gotta find a new market like you gotta go somewhere else or now you're like now now you have to cut costs well i mean there's there's value in building your portfolio as you guys know um you know, so mm -hmm. I do think there's a part of it that you weigh the cost of the benefit, right? Is 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 having this video out there more important than making the extra thousand dollars that we we have to make right now? Um, and, and I think that's like the cost of doing business slightly. And when you're starting, again, you can't undervalue yourself. But how do you create it as like the client knows that they're getting this discount? So like you're, they're still seeing the overall value of what you would charge, and you're just like, hey, we understand, like, this is this is what the value is. We 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 talked to you, we we like the exposure, and this is why we're going to discount it down. So you explain to the client that their video is powerful for you too, like, as it creates your portfolio. But it, so you 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 value that at that number, right? So like, 
our wedding video. You guys did our wedding video and our idea was like, we're going to put you guys in our magazine. And then also we have, you know, a fairly good social media following. So hopefully people will see the video you guys put out there and they'll come to you guys. So that's a cost of doing business. And what was the value? I mean, you guys have to look at that as like, hopefully the you know, 900 plus people that watch that video, two of them will use your services. And if they do, there's a value behind that video. So it's like hard to say, but like when you're starting, yeah, you do have to kind of, you do have to, you can't discount the hell out of it because you can't come out of a discount super hard. Like it's hard to make that up. I worked for one company. We were always discounted and and for three years we were a discount. And I was like, okay, so when does the discount become the price? Because anyone calling in, they've called twice. They know you were given this discount. Like, and it's been three years going. If you sign up this month, we're going to give you $500 off. You know, it's like, well, then the price is always $500 off. You know, so. yeah. <laughs> right. And I don't know. I think there's value. That's funny. You create more of a campaign with your client. Like, okay, you guys want a video? Um, we charge this. And because we charge this, like we're willing to do X, Y, and Z on top of that. And I got, that's where we got away from was like, let's stop discounting. Because we, we st- every time we discount, we got to make up 20%, right? Like if I discount 20%, that's 20% of my business that's gone at the end of the year. When we have some other products. So don't discount yeah, yeah, like, value. So we have other products. Yeah. Like you guys come to us and they're like, hey, I want a, I want a full page ad. And I only have, you know, I, this is what I got. And I'm like, okay. And I, I think like, oh, I, could, I could discount it. Or I know Capture the Action at this time of year would benefit from a newsletter from us. It's $500 value. So, hey, guys, if you're willing to buy this full page ad at this price, I'll throw in this $500 value, which for us is there's no printing cost. So there's a lot of overhead cut out. It's not free. We have to pay people to put it up and you know, there's, there's things that go into it. But it's less of a cost overhead wise for me to give them that than to discount my print ad rate. And then I add value. And I do actually think with marketing, like personally, I know if they, my readers see or our readers see their, their brand or whatever it is. And it, it jives at that time. And then they see it again, the likelihood of someone turning into a, a customer is much higher. So personally, I think I added value. I didn't give them a discount. And then I gave them a product that was worth more than a discount. I would have gave them anyway. So it's, I don't know, to me, that's a better option. Like if you guys go in and you're like, Hey, it's $6,000 for this video. And you think the client, needs a little bit extra well you're like okay we'll provide editing and this and this for you you know and that might be enough and i i also don't think you have to come out the gate with that sometimes just come out with your full price and then gauge your client you know if they might see the value in you and they never said it and all of a sudden you just ask for your full price and they say yeah no problem (laughs) that's that's ideal right totally right that's that's number one, right? Start start high, or not even start high. Right? Just start with what you think <laughs> is value. Out of the like, gate. You know, well, that's what I mean. Like, just start start at the start at the value, and then just don't start at the discount. No. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's every that's time you discount, key. you got to make that. I mean, up. and it's like, well, yeah, and it's it's funny because you know we we have been we've always, we've always been like, let's just do every and mm-hmm. all work and we'll even do the free stuff. <laughs> but it's like now, like our time is worth something and we can't, we don't really have the time to do Correct. free projects. Like we need exposure. Yes, but we don't need it that bad. Yeah. But then you start playing for your lives. <laughs> you know all three I mean? of you guys have like lives that you do. Right. Yeah. So, all right. I, Nick likes to go to goat. 
John Mark, I'll shoot a video for you. I want six months ago. Like you, you use your business as a barter because right. he needs the video too. He doesn't have the cash to pay you. What doesn't cost him a lot? Having one extra person at his class. You know, so then Jeff Woods, right. like they need some kids stuff or whatever. They need, um, I don't know, an, an adventure bike. So you guys do a video about yeah. kids' little Strider bikes and Jeff gets some Strider bikes. It, it, it's kind of like what you do with us. Like, yeah. hey, we don't have money to pay you. We want to do this quick photo shoot. We'll get you some gear. You, you know, and that's that's where you start right. to use the free stuff. It, like you don't make it free. You make it, 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 there's a value. You're still, yeah, you're providing right. a value get the value back somehow. And, and business people, especially in mountain towns, like we work on the barter system because all of us are trying to make it. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that's true. Like, I think that's a lot easier in a mountain town. Well, you would know, like you did business in the city. I never have. Um, I, and do you think that's, that, is that true? That like it, business, small businesses in the mountains are much more likely to do I would trade? say yes and no. I mean, it, it, it's the community you roll with. Um, I was in bed with a lot yeah. of great people in Boston that had really successful businesses. And it, it seemed to me that I don't think they traded as much because they were financially – like they were just very stable. So they would use each other. So it was literally like passing the money from one bank account back and forth. You know what I mean? Like you do printing services. Mm -hmm. Cool. I'll buy, I buy all my printing from you. Well, you do payroll services. I'll run my payroll through you. Okay. So you do health benefits. I'll run my health benefits through you. So it was like, as much as it was, uh, I wouldn't say barter. It was a referral based, you know, like very, very referral based. Sure. And I think, I mean, that to me is the best way to do business anyway. I can tell you how great I am, but much better if you're telling someone else how great I am. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Yeah. I do worry about the, you know, knowing our worth and like, if we know our worth is too high for the market. I do wonder what we're going to do there. Cause we did turn down a client like a couple weeks ago. And it's just, I'm just thinking about it now after talking, like, what could we have done different? Well, I guess we could have one at try to add more value. And you still can go back to that client, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, totally. And it, I also back. think it's like when you get to the point of, being able to turn on a client it's pretty awesome like it, it is yeah you know? like it for sure it's just nice you know you have that unruly customer at a restaurant it's nice to be able to tell them hey man we don't want your business like you're not starving for that plate yeah. of food to get out so like you guys like obviously you need the business but you also don't need to devalue yourself so much that it's not worth you doing it yeah i mean yeah I feel like you should always have that mindset, even if you do, or even if you are you starting. You have to. I mean, I mean, again, at the beginning, dude, I, I had to. We had our magazines. We had two months to print Yoga and Life, and it's not cheap. Everyone thinks you know magazines great. They print themselves. It's twenty thousand dollars at least to process a magazine out the door. That's a lot of money, right? To sell ads. I'm like, oh my god, we have two months to sell twenty yeah. grand. No one knows who we are. This magazine's been dormant for a year. And like, that's just the break even, you know, <laughs> it's so like, I had to come out of the gate with, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was ridiculous. I did some trade. I did some, some discounts. I did all sorts of things to fill the publication. And I, I think it was fine, but I no longer do those things unless it's, it really provides value to both businesses. You know, it's, I don't know. It's tough when you're starting though. It really is. It's, how good did it feel to like see the value 
of those ads you sold after uh, that first publication. It was, I mean, it was great to see that in our hands, right? Like you, nothing tangible about print until you get the print publication. So nothing felt real until we picked up the magazines right. and it was more of the reception um, of them, you know, people actually interacting with them and giving us feedback and, and enjoying them. And, and the content was great. So it, it, to me, it felt good, but really when it started feeling good is when advertisers would, would tell you about it. And it's hard with advertising because people don't, necessarily tell you hey I, I read this magazine and that's how i found out about you a lot of times you put an ad out on a billboard you put it out on the radio you put an ad all, all these places you put ads and google adwords gets the credit because what does everyone do they go to google and search what they're thinking about and then all you know and then all these businesses are like oh i just use google adwords and facebook and it's like okay great that that's only got a shelf life of x and google adwords actually gets all the credit for all of the other advertising out there um, so yeah, like that to me, that's the right. hard part about it. Cause you, you mean someone saw, you mean someone saw their, um, an ad in your magazine Correct. and then they go Google and that's where yeah, cause Google AdWords the, will get that. Yeah. They'll get that ping. Yeah, so if someone's doing their backend tracking, you know, their SEO, um, which everyone should do, it's hard as a business owner, um, maybe get an intern that knows more about it than you. Um, but yeah, like if you're tracking that backend like big businesses do this big they they want to know every they know every funnel where it's coming from like click funnel and google adwords gets 90% of it no matter where you advertise so like just pay if you're looking for like pure numbers like i gosh marketing we could talk all day but there's a couple pr firms that buy ads for their for their clients and i got to sit on one of the meetings and the guy talked about it it's it's so confusing he's like pay attention to numbers but don't pay attention to numbers you want advertising to fill your bank account but don't rely on advertising to fill your bank account. So it's like this, it's kind of this like yo-yo of like, yes, you want to know that if you're paying money that my magazine is actually printing 15,000 copies. We're actually having 12,000 unique visitors. It's actually going out to 15,000 newsletter subscribers. You, yeah, you want to know that, but to know the open rate or the click-through rate and all that stuff, again, you should know it, but you can't only focus on that. You have to also rely that you chose a publication or you chose an avenue to advertise that aligns with your business and keep advertising there. So that's what the, you know, his suggestion would be. And then, of course, you want someone to walk in and be like, hey, you put that ad on you know, KAFM radio. I heard it, and that's why I'm here. And you're like, oh, wow, that works so well. But that doesn't often happen, right? So like, you do want the bank account to be filled, but what you have to really focus on with advertising is you're branding your business. So it takes like seven touches on average before someone becomes a customer of yours. If they don't see your logo seven times, they're more than likely seven plus times, they're not gonna actually buy from you. There's so much noise out there. So that's where it's like, yes, you want return, but you also have to understand advertising is your branding for your business. And if you don't brand your business, if you put one ad in the Dale Daily once, that's, you're not going to get returned. That's not what advertising is about. It's about spending more than actually what the return possibly can be. And eventually your return comes tenfold. So that's like, it's, it's like, yeah, that's my, my quick synopsis on uh, why you should market. But it's like, it's so marketing. confusing. <laughs> You have to advertise, <laughs> but you can't rely on yeah. that it's working. It's so, like, and you're like, wow, I'm a business owner. I'm about yeah. to drop $8,000 as my budget this year. That's a lot of money to spend on ads. 
I promise you, if you're only doing one avenue, one place of like your marketing, eventually it'll dry up. Eventually, right? Like if it's only Facebook, you're only going to hit those your target audience so many times before they're tired of seeing your message or they already own your clothing or they already own this and they're going to turn to the next cool Facebook ad. So you have to stay in front of them other ways. And, and that's like, I don't know. It's a hard part. Like I, I believe in marketing. I mean, you, you were just on a retreat with me last weekend. That retreat had, I, I would say, 10 plus right. people from our ads, from our newsletters. But uh, if you're a retreat yeah. owner and you had to pay for those ads, like you might have to charge a little bit more. You know, I'm lucky that I own the magazine so I could put the, the ads in there. But it's, yeah, it, I know they work because we, we have a business that we see the fruit from it. I know they work because I hear them from all of our, our, you know, our advertisers that continue to come back. So it's just, yeah, it's such a numbers game. It's just like sales. Well, cool. Well, let's wrap this up. Um, knowing your self-worth, knowing your business is worth is huge. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to my team after this. And <laughs> I think we're going to start maybe valuing ourselves a little bit differently, but, um, yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think if there's any other resources for self-worth, um, you know, yeah, well, I'll put the, uh, you know, the landmark forum. I'll go, you yeah, know, have your book, big leaf book. Um, maybe we'll put some more resources. I'll put some more resources in the comments. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, I think that, that wraps that up. So that was, that was a good conversation on, on, I think a really key aspect of being, uh, yeah, I mean, we could talk about leader. systems and stuff too, but I feel and, like um, everything comes, it comes like, it's like a journey, right? Like it comes when it's needed but you have to be paying attention. You know, like you can't really develop systems if you don't have self-worth because then you're developing your systems from that like low self-value, you know? Like, so then you right. literally, you develop a system for your team that's right. like, I undervalue myself. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. It's funny, like right. the system that I can't wait to talk about it. Cool, well, we have what? five listeners. <laughs> yeah, so our last, our first episode. So thank you, five people out there and um i hope you stay tuned for the next one um but yeah thanks bobby absolutely we'll, really uh, enjoy we'll your day have a fantastic week later all right man